Hi, I am Noah Jensen, and I am 10,000 years old. Um, yeah, some of you may also know my lovely wife, my better half, Sarah, now Jensen. She is, without a doubt, the kindest human being I have ever met. So if you want to meet the kindest human being of all time, go meet Sarah Jensen. Um, yeah. So <laughs> when Derek asked me to give my testimony to CCF, he took me out to lunch, and we chatted over all the different ways that I could go about writing my story. Um, we went back and forth over different techniques and stories and scriptures that would be applicable. And I'm sure from all our discussion and all the ideas that I generated, he probably believed that I had this in the bag. The actual truth is I had absolutely no idea where to start. How am I supposed to capture everything that I am and everything that God has done in me in a single Wednesday night service? I tried and failed many times to write my, down my life story, and I realized it really would never work unless I wrote it as a book, which is not something I'm trying to do anytime soon. But never say never. But since we don't have time for my full autobiography, I thought I'd try to focus in on something that we all have experienced. Something that has many names, but remains universally known. You may know it as pain, heartbreak, disappointment, or brokenness. Call it what you will, we have all experienced brokenness in our lives many times. Too many to count. Some of you are feeling it right now. Or you'll feel it right after this service. And even if you're not feeling it now, it will find you again. I promise I'm not trying to depress anyone. I'm just saying that this is something we all have in common. It's not something to be ashamed of. It's not something I want to be ashamed of. So tonight, I want to walk with you all, if you'll join me, through my story and experience of pain. So here's my testimony, complete with a trademark, read-dent, multi-title explanation. This is testimony, but just the bad parts. Or all the hurt in the world. Or bad things are happening to me. Or why my life sucks. <laughs> just trying to set the mood. Uh, I've broken this into two different types of pain that I consider significant in my life, and I'll read through them and then we'll just take them one at a time. So the first category is neglect, and the second category is abuse. Um, so neglect first. Uh, for those who don't know, I come from a broken home. Uh, my dad left my mother and siblings and I for another woman. He had had a string of affairs before, and my mother had forgiven him each time. Eventually, it was him who would decide it was no longer worth it. I wasn't even a year old at the time. Growing up without a father was normalized quickly for me and my siblings. But the fact of the matter felt pretty simple. We didn't have a dad anymore. Throughout my entire life, I had somewhat prided myself on the idea that the divorce hadn't affected me as much. I always claimed that I didn't bear any of the emotional scars typical of a child from a broken home, seeing as I never resented my father, and I was never jealous of anyone whose parents were still happily married. It was simply the way things were. There wasn't anything I could do about it. I didn't know any better. That is, until I watched a particular film. The film was called About Time. 
It was a romantic comedy starring Dommel Gleason and Rachel McAdams. Judge me all you like, but I must be honest when I say that this film managed in one scene to communicate exactly what I had been missing out on in my entire life in having an absent father. I won't go into any specifics or spoil anything for anyone, but if you know, you know. I highly recommend everyone watch this film as it rocked me to my core in a way that I could never have expected. I cried for hours after finishing it. It was as if it had pulled all of the feelings of neglect that I had never taken the time to feel right to the surface. For the first time in my life, I felt truly abandoned, neglected, and left behind. I was finally able to take a good, sober look at what my father had done and realize the terrible unfairness of it all. Why didn't I get to have a dad that stuck around? Little did I know I would end up having a father again. My mom would remarry a man named Walt that my uncle, her brother, had set her up with. In a way, it was everything my siblings and I could ever wanted. In many other ways, it was not. So the second category of pain is abuse. Um, I want to pause for a moment as the subject of abuse is something that I know is very sensitive for those who may have experienced it. Abuse is something that comes in many forms, and so I want to address it as honestly and candidly as I can without potentially upsetting or disturbing anyone. The abuse that I'm going to be talking about tonight is mostly verbal and emotional, so if this is something that could trigger something unpleasant in you, please feel no shame if you have to excuse yourself. With that said, um, let's continue. My stepfather, Walt, was a true man's man. Being a former Navy SEAL, there were very few situations that he didn't feel he could just handle and fix himself. He was energetic and exciting, but he was quick to become angry and unkind. If he had an emotional talk with you, it was much more of a lecture. And he never cried. I love my stepfather, and I will remain forever grateful to him for the role he has filled in my family. But I'm here to be honest and confess. As a child, it seemed once again that this was just the way things were supposed to be. Whatever he says goes. If, it's, if he's upset, it's your fault. You don't deserve an apology. You should know better. These were thoughts that I believed to be true in my family dynamic. It's only been in growing into a man myself and being around other people's families that I have been able to see the ways that Walt would manipulate us into getting what he wanted. Through guilt tripping or outright threats or just explosions of anger, he created a culture that revolved entirely around keeping himself satisfied. I have too many stories of ways that his behavior has hurt me and he has said and shouted things about my mother that would make me wish death on anyone else who dared speak them. It was impossible to be myself at home. I always felt like Walt was upset with me, or my siblings, or my mom, and I always felt like he hated me for who I was. I honestly couldn't wait to get out of there, and it's still a little difficult for me to go home. Still with me? Uh, so what's the point of all of this? And why would I share these very sad stories with you? Is it just so we can sit together and be sad? 
and relate, you know, over feelings of pain and hurt. Surely not just that. Because while I did share with you the pain of my ex- that my experience is, and that pain is legitimate and it's real, there was still something missing. Some key character central to the story left absent in my telling. Like our topic today, he goes by many names. You may know him as Yahweh, King of Kings, Christ, Savior, God, Holy Spirit, Abba, Father. What was he doing during my time of neglect? Where was he when I felt so abused? What was he up to? Let me tell you. I mentioned my parents' divorce and my mom having to raise us herself and all the painful emotions that come with that for my siblings and myself. But I failed to mention the incredible, blissful childhood that I lived in spite of all that. Between raising us three kids, mom couldn't work or make money. But by God's provision and mercy, I always had clothes for every day. I never went without food. Looking back now, I know we were poor, but I never knew it. Our toys were laundry baskets and blankets, doorstops and couch cushions. We had nothing. And yet I can say with all the confidence that the memories I have growing up in our little home in Oklahoma are the happiest memories of my life. There was no strife or struggle or fear despite the circumstances. And that can only be explained by the work of the Lord. He took what should have been a poor, broken, little family. He made us rich in love and in joy. While our relationship with our father seemed shattered, our relationship as siblings grew so strong. I wish every one of you could meet my siblings. Some of you might already have the pleasure of knowing my little sister, Ellie. If you don't know her, you should meet her. She's quite possibly the coolest person I've ever known. God took what was broken and made it beautiful. Where I told a story of neglect, God was telling a story of love. So back to the abuse. I told you of my stepfather and the struggle that I personally had living under him, watching him behave in ways I know to be selfish and unloving. But what I failed to mention was the incredible work that God was and is doing in Walt's life. When we met Walt, he was a construction worker. And he left that job to work other odd jobs over the years. None of them ever sticking, either because of Walt's behavior or lack of passion. But at some point, the Lord put it on his heart to go back to school and become a marriage and family therapist. Ironic, right? The Lord truly does work in mysterious, if not outright hilarious ways. Ever since starting his new career, Walt has grown not only in knowledge and wisdom, but also emotion and vulnerability. He shares more openly about the brokenness that he has experienced from his abuse from his father. He apologizes for things that I never thought he would, things I don't think he even remembered. 
he cries at beautiful things. I remember we were recently on the phone, and he was actually shocked and saddened to learn that I had always wanted to be in the Boy Scouts. He then shocked me in return. He continued to apologize to me for not being more aware and encouraging of the things I was passionate about and interested in, and for a moment I could have sworn I heard his voice tremble. More and more it has began to dawn on me that perhaps God's purpose for bringing Walt into our family was not simply to give us a father again and create a picture-perfect family, but perhaps, in his wisdom, God was setting about the ultimate task of healing a man's broken heart through the love of a wife and kids. Where I told a story of abuse, God tells a story of healing. Let's pray. Abba Father, we come to you in the knowledge of how small we are, but how seen we are. We come to you in the knowledge of how broken the world is, but how invested you are, how much you see, and how much you know. God, I just pray that if there is anyone here who feels the brokenness in their life, in their heart, in their families, Lord, I just pray in the name and power of Jesus Christ that has all authority here on earth. I pray that you would give them peace. I pray that you would give them counsel. Let this church, let this body be a space where we as believers can walk alongside each other in vulnerability. God, you are good, and what you do is good. We love you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen.